0: We're talking about the glory. How many believe there ought to be glory in the church? And the way and the reason there's glory is because we've experienced a resurrection. Oh, I thought that's after I died. No, you should be resurrected now. I know we got some zombies in the church, but listen, (laughs) the walking dead, but we need to come alive. So let's get into this as we begin to talk about glory in the church. And, I, and in these verses, we're in chapter 3 now in the book of Ephesians. I want you to go to the end of chapter 3 first, and then we'll come back, okay? So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. we We're going to read it in the New King James, and then I want to read it in the, uh, in the Passion Translation as well. So at the end of his prayer, Paul says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, Abundantly, above some, all. How many believe Paul was preaching and had a Holy Ghost moment there? Now unto him uh, who, oh, we could do it. All that we th- ask or even think <laughs> according, according to the power that works in us. Did you know power is working in you? Power works in us by, to him, huh? to to him be, what? Glory in the church, not just you individually, but glory in the church by Christ Jesus to you, your children, your grandchildren, and kids you don't even know about yet. I mean that in a good way. Forever and ever, Say Amen. So th- this is this is the conclu- This is why Paul's praying. Okay, so let's go back. And 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 by the way, it says uh, according to his according to the power. The Greek word there is dynameno. That's where we get the word what dynamite. And then power is dynamis. That's also where we get the word dynamite. So it's according to his dynamite working in you, his mighty dynamite, <laughs> that we receive the dynamite in our lives. Oh, come on, Paul. Preach it. Hallelujah. And it works in us, and it works in our generation. So let's go to the top of the chapter, verse 1, chapter 3, verse 1, and let's, let's see what Paul is talking about here. You ready? Now. We offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church. Come on, how many believe Sunday morning's got to be God's day? All the praises rising all over the planet, ah, and, it, and, and, and all the different time zones. So every different time zone, a new praise comes up. And next time zone, another praise comes up. And, and, and we, we, ah, we see that 24-7 kind of worship as the sun. Oh, no, the sun doesn't go around the earth. As the earth goes around the sun. Now, right, offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation. Wow. Through Jesus Christ and all that will be. Be manifest through time and eternity. Oh, Paul's looking at Journey Life Center 2,000 years later. Can I get an amen? Wow, hallelujah. All right, it says, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner, say, prisoner of Christ Jesus for you people here at Journey Life Center. Uh huh. I want you to notice something before you get to point one. I want you to notice something. Paul's in prison when he's writing. We're not sure where. Probably Rome, and he's he's in prison. But how many of you, if you were in jail, you would say, the government put me in jail? You'd want them to know that. He doesn't say, I'm a prisoner of the government. He says, I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. We sometimes separate what's happening to us, from what we think should be happening to us, and somehow what we're going through isn't God's will, or this is bad. I mean, being locked up in a dirty, filthy prison isn't my idea of a good day. And when you think about it, you, you would come to, now, now Paul's probably, you know, I could do a whole lot more, Lord, if you'd let me out of this jail. I could preach, I could travel, I could do all this stuff. But he says, I am a prisoner of the Lord. We need to start to understand no matter what situation you're in, you're still in the Lord. You may not like it, it may not be pleasant, it may not be fun, but you are always in the Lord. He knows where you are. If you're locked up in jail, he knows you're there, and he goes to jail with you. No matter what you're facing. I am a prisoner of the Lord. The fact of the matter is, the reason he's in jail is because of the ministry. <laughs> if, he hadn't, if he hadn't obeyed God, he wouldn't have gone to jail. So, you know, if that were us, we would say, now, Lord, look at the mess you got me in. If I hadn't been, if I hadn't done this, if I hadn't prayed that, if I hadn't preached this, they wouldn't have thrown me in jail. It's all your fault, God. God's up there saying, Yeah, I know. But you're exactly where I want you. We have been preaching such a gospel of convenience and comfort, amen, and God's just a big Santa Claus, and His only purpose is to just bless you and give you every little thing you want. Instead of understanding, we need to die daily, pick up our cross, and follow after Him. Nobody said, listen, it's peace, love, and joy, but it ain't easy. Give God praise if you know what I'm talking about. No one said it was supposed to be easy. So Paul's disposition is, I am a prisoner of the Lord, not Rome. Mm. Look at verse 2 through 7. Let's go there. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. Has anyone heard of that? God's dishing out grace. I love it. Amen. Unmerited favor which was given to me for you. Oh, what? What? It was given to me for you? You mean we got to work together on this deal? You mean, you mean I can't just leave the church and go hug a tree? You could, and you can, but I don't know that that's his plan. That even rhymes. How that, verse 3, how that by revelation, say revelation. He didn't get it in a book. Oh, there's so much here. How that by revelation he made known to us the mystery. Oh, there's a mystery. How many like mysteries? There's a mystery here. As I have briefly written already, I've already been talking about this mystery. By which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, uh-huh. which in other ages. Was, was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed. Oh, we're living in revelation that for thousands of years they didn't have. Come on, you're blessed. By the Spirit to His holy apostles and prophets. It came through the apostles and prophets. Verse 6, that the Gentiles, you, should be fellow heirs You get to share in the inheritance of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, through the good news. How many know it's good news? Of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working. There it is again. Of his dynamite. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Point number two is simply this. Paul had the right attitude, and Paul understands that this, watch this, you don't hear this a lot, Paul realized he was a steward of God's grace. Come on now, catch this. This stuff's deeper because these are the, this is the chapter we skim over a lot. He said, I'm a steward, and so are you. You are a steward of God's grace. You don't just receive God's grace, you're expected to steward it. A steward was the person who, who managed the house, household affairs. He did not own the house. It was not his family, but he managed the house. You don't own anything from God, but you are called to manage, to be a steward of the grace of God. He gave you a ministry, not just so you can show off. I, I think sometimes we show off when God just wanted us to show up. Help us, Jesus. Listen, there's only, there are things only you can do. We need to steward his grace. Number three, say number three. Let's look at Paul's purpose, verse 8, 9, and 10. Look at the purpose here. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints. Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. We look at it now. He's the greatest of all the saints. He's, he is the, ooh, he's, he's, the, he's an awesome saint. You know, it was funny. Remember we preached about being saints? Y'all, y'all are a saint. I didn't say you looked or acted like one. I said, God said you are. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given. Well, he used to kill us, you know. And yet, God gave him grace. Come on. Come on. Can you imagine that on your resume? You're going to hire, Paul's going to be your next pastor, and on the resume, used to kill you people that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Uh Verse 9, and to make all see what is the fellow. There's a fellowship of the mystery, Uh which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. To the intent Uh that now the manifold wisdom of God May, might be made known to the church to the princ- oh to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Can I get an amen? Paul's purpose is to take what God gave him and be a prophetic voice, to speak to principalities and powers. That, see, the battle is already won. Let me, let me put it another way. It's like, it's, it's like a court case. You know the guy's guilty, and you know he should go to jail. Everybody knows it. But until there's a trial, he's not going to be locked up. There has to be a trial, and there has to be a prosecuting attorney who presents the evidence, and when he presents the evidence, and by the way, the defense attorney is a liar and the the author of it. The prosecuting attorney presents the evidence, and once the evidence is laid out, the judge can proclaim you're going to jail. I just gave you your job description. The judge of all the universe is taking the devil to trial. Listen, the deed's already done. We know he's guilty. We know he's going to lock him up. But it becomes the job of the church to be the prosecuting attorney, to bring the evidence of Calvary against the devil. When you're sick, it's time to present the evidence, I am healed by his stripes. When your family's not saved, it's time to present the evidence that anybody can get saved if they just want to be saved, amen, if you need deliverance, if you need a miracle. Oh, anybody out there this morning, you need to present the evidence evidence and the judge of all the universe will say yes lock that devil up punch someone say lock that devil up well he's been loose too long it's like it's like i i think i forget the exact year but they say the last after world war ii they, they finally caught the last japanese soldier the last one surrendered in like 1965. He's fighting the war for 20 years. He's out there on an island somewhere saying, I'll never give up. Yeah, that's you, devil. The devil, uh, the war is over, my friend. Oh, Well, he's not my friend. but The war is over. Jesus has won. If you believe that, say amen. Put your hands together and praise the Lord. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. So that was his purpose. We... We prayed in the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, your will be done. Yes, 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 yes. But now, now he begins to pray. Now he begins to pray. Amen? But he prays. He begins to bow his knee, and he comes before the Father. Can I get an amen? Verse 14, for this reason, say for this reason. I kneel before the Father. I kneel before the Father from whom every family, that's yours, in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Come on, that's Paul praying for you. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power Mm. together with all the Lord's holy people, all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with to the measure of all the fullness of God. Wow. Wow. Can I get a, can I get a wow? <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Amen. So a couple things I want you to notice about this. First he says, I bow my knees. Do you even know why we kneel? For one thing, when you're kneeling, you are completely helpless. You are completely defenseless. This is not a position to fight from. Someone standing over me, there's not a thing I can do. I am totally defenseless. I'm totally. God, whatever you want. When you're praying, you're submitting, you're bowing, you're realizing you can do nothing. Church, it's time we bend a knee. At the end of time, every knee will bow. Every tongue confess. When you bow now, you know what? You're just doing it earlier than the, than the devil will. We're bowing a knee. It's time to just submit to God. Pride goes before. So it's like being on a football team. I know this is a bad morning to bring that up. Oh, Purdue. So you're on a football team. And you're about to get into your stance, and you're on team pride. I can do this. I'm going to take him on. But the Bible said God resists. So there you are in your three-point crouch, and you look up, and God is standing there. (laughs) Two people got it. Do you all watch football? So you're in the crouch. You're about to take on the person, right, who's on team God. The guy right across from you blocking you is God. He resists the pro- oh, Say, man, oh, me. Whew. He said the whole family of God is named. We're all named. Lord, nothing excites them. Not notice, not notice something else here. Notice what he doesn't pray for. He's not praying for blessings, as it were. He's not praying you can get a new car, a new job. He's not praying you even get healed. He's not praying that you get delivered. He's not praying that, that God will do something about that person talking about you. He, he, <clears throat> he, he, all the st- how, how many got a prayer list? All the, none of the stuff on your prayer list Paul prays for. All he prays for is that we would begin to understand who we are in God that we would begin to understand the love of God. Because if we can get that, that's just going to take care of everything else. Amen? So, so he, has, he has five petitions real quick. Five petitions. How many believe I could do this in five minutes? No faith. No faith in the house. He says, first of all, that I pray that we would be strengthened in the inner man. Now, there are theologians who agree with me. And there are some that don't agree with me that the inner man just means the inner you. But think about it a minute. What good does it do to strengthen my inner man when my trust is really in him? And some theologians believe that by inner man, the word inner ought to be capitalized, that the inner man in you is really Jesus. Well, what do you mean strengthen Jesus? I mean strengthen your conception of Jesus. Let me throw a couple of scriptures at you. My little children for whom I labor in birth again until who is formed in you? I'm saved. I got it all. Uh, no, you don't. You may be born again. You might be born into his kingdom. But how much is he born in you? How much are you living? Hmm. Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4.13. Watch this. He says. He says, man, we're having a fun day today. Ephesians four thirteen, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's not so much you being perfect, it's that Christ is revealed in us, and that He begins to live through us. Of course, the only way you can do that is to die to self and let Christ live in you. Amen? The second thing he says, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. That Christ would dwell there. He, the whole reason he came, the whole, really the reason he made creation, or me, the reason he made God, made man, is so that he would have a dwelling place. Can I throw a little thought out here? At, there's no place where we read that Adam desired to go to heaven. Adam never said, one day I'm going to get raptured. I'm going to go to heaven someday. He was in heaven. I know it was the garden. I know it was on earth. But God came down and walked with him in the cool of the day. When God walks with you, that is heaven. Where else do you need to go? Well, I want a mansion. It's not about a mansion. It's about a person. Come on, there's more good stuff here and you're letting on. That Christ may dwell in our heart. Number three. That we might be rooted and grounded, say rooted and grounded, in love that we may comprehend the width, the length, the depth, and the height of his love. What is that? I'm going to help you with that. How many want to be helped with that? Okay, come back next Sunday. We'll we'll, we'll do that. I, I remember year, many, 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 many years ago. I've preached this a couple times, some, some of you old timers might remember, but there was an old... Chinese missionary, or a mi- missionary in China, and he was about to, be, they were building the gallows outside of his window, and they were about to hang him for being a missionary, a preacher of the gospel in China. And he kept looking out his windows, kept looking through the bars and looking at that gallows they were building to hang him on. Can you imagine? And he came across this scripture, and he said, God, what is the length and width and breadth and height I don't understand what it is. And as he was looking out over the gallows, his the focus of his eye changed. And instead of seeing the gallows, he saw the cross beams in the bars. And he realized it's not about the gallows, it's about the cross. It's not about what I'm going through, it's about the cross. It's not about how hard it is. It's about the cross. It's it's not about what i got to face tomorrow morning when I get up. It's about Jesus. It's about the cross. I can get through anything if I've got Jesus. And he began to understand what is the height. You know what the width of the cross is? It's his arms outstretched. His arms are so wide, he can embrace whosoever will. That's how wide it is. What's what's the height? It reaches all the way to heaven, so that now, even though we are on planet Earth, we are seated with him in heavenly places. Oh, glory to God! That's the cross. What's the depth of the cross? Well, if I could just be real blunt, he went to hell and back. He went as deep into the earth as he possibly can go. He went, my Brother Joe, he went as low as he can go. He went to the person who was at the lowest, amen. He didn't start at the top of society. He went down to the lowest. He started with the poorest. He started with the homeless. He started with the drug addicts. He started with the prostitutes. He went to hell, amen, and began to gather up a people. And as he goes higher, he just brings us all with him. You know, when a fire burns, it begins down low, and then it rises up. And God, help us. Ah, hallelujah. I believe the, that's why Jesus said, preach the gospel to the poor. Start at the bottom. The fire starts with the needy. Amen. Ah. Anybody getting this? Anybody? It's his, the, the depth is his heart pierced. And what about the length? The length of the cross. It's eternal. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we have no less days. Did you ever catch that? Today we say, oh, I've only got a day left, and I've got to do this. In an hour, I've got to get this done. Time is going by. Hey Amen. Come on. If, if 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 you're my age, you're like, there's more behind me than in front of me. <laughs> I have more memories than dreams. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Time, tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. And everything's about time now. Don't waste time. We got, well, we got to use the time. But in heaven, after when 10,000 years go by, like we can even measure it. But when 10,000 years go by, you don't have any fewer days. Oh, you'll get that at 3 p.m. after your nap. Are you hearing me? There's no like, oh, my God, Uh, eternity lasts a million years, and we just lost 10,000. No, there's no clocks in heaven. There's no time. There's just, after 10,000 years, you have not lost any days. Lord, it's too much for him. It's too much. It's too much. Are you still here? Number four, he says that we all hurry. Listen, he said that we might know the love of Christ that passes understanding. And nowadays, listen, the hardest message for a preacher to preach is love because we all love everybody except those. It's easy to say we don't always see it done. Did we just change denominations? What happened here? Jesus. Jesus. Then he says, finally, number five, that we might be filled with fullness. Filled with all the fullness of God. Listen, church, let me close. This is a snapshot of the resurrected church. We just need to wake up and start walking in the power of it. they have had this verse up here forever, so let me read it. For there is, this is Job. For there is hope for a tree. I like this. Do you know this was even in there? If it is cut down, that it will sprout again. Do you ever see that on a stump? Maybe a... you've seen that. It was someone cut it down. It was supposed to be done, supposed to be over with. But all of a sudden, and that its tender shoots will not cease. Next verse. Next verse. Though its roots may grow old in the earth. And its stump may die in the ground. Watch this. Yet at the scent of water, at the scent of water. Ah, something's in the air, church. Hallelujah. This morning you might feel cut down. You may feel like it's over. You may feel like there's not much, not much hope and not much of a future. Or maybe you're, you're, you're as old as me, old as dirt. Oh, some of us are so old. We didn't know Noah, but we knew one of his sons. That's how old we are. We feel like that cut-down stump. We feel like there's nothing left. But at the scent of water, it will bring forth branches like a plant. Amen. If I can just get a whiff of heaven, if I can just touch his love, if I can just hear a word from heaven, oh, God, I believe I can start shooting out branches for the Lord Jesus Christ. All we need is a scent, a whiff of water. A scent, just a whiff, just a scent. My God, I feel this. It's hard to preach on the love of God, but it passes understanding. And if we could, if we could just get a whiff of heaven, just a little taste of water, whew, those dead roots. Whew. Come on, you know what happens after it rains. Just, Just a whiff of water.